We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. All right, my friend, welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King. And those are just some of my favorite hats that I wear. Host, coach, but one of my favorite hats right now is being Ellie's mom. I'm right now riding a high because yesterday we celebrated our baby girl's first birthday. The theme was first trip around the sun and there was fun balloons and sunshines everywhere, which just truly represent our sweet girl, Ellie. Um, So I'm feeling the high from just making it to this one year, having the celebration yesterday. I'm also feeling sensitive. I feel a little bit weepy. Um, I might cry. I cried already this morning a couple of times. So it's just where I'm at. And what's so amazing about this work is when you're feeling emotions and you're able to hold space for them and allow yourself to process them, you can still show up for your life. You can still show up for your work. I can still show up and record this podcast, even if I'm feeling certain emotions, which is just so powerful. And it's what I really want to talk about on this episode today, because I want to explain how I've expanded my capacity to be living this life that I'm living. I'm on Wednesday's actual birthday. Ellie was born on 2-22-22. If you haven't listened to my birth story yet, I recorded an episode about it. So I highly recommend you listen to it. It is wild, the whole thing. Um, but the shortened version is her due date was the 20, the 14th of February. And when I saw her due date was a week before the 22nd, I was like, she's coming on the, or I didn't know it was she at the time, but I was like, baby King is coming on the 22nd. I just knew it. And so whenever someone would ask the due date, I would just say the 22nd and my finest manifestation today. But anyway, on the 22nd, we will be flying to Cancun to celebrate and instead of not having a birthday celebration, we had one on Sunday. I just love birthdays. I love celebrating. I really love any reason to bring fans, friends and family together. And yesterday was exactly that. It was just so beautiful looking around in our backyard. And there were so many kids running around. And I'm like, it is just amazing being in this new phase of life. My parties looked a lot different back in the day. And I would just say that they are getting better and better. I was talking to a girlfriend that was there who is in a, her kids are a little bit older. So she was just smiling from ear to ear because she remembers when she was in that phase in her life when all of her friends were having babies and all the parties, they just, it just got so much more fun. And I think that the, it just feels very full, like just so much full of love and joy and laughter. And that's kind of how the backyard felt yesterday. Now it's funny because getting ready the day of, I was super chill all week long and the day of, I underestimated how much time it would take to get everything set up. And I was feeling stressed and it was just stress of my own making. It wasn't 
real stress. I was just trying to get everything together and I was rushing, which is going against how I am approaching the 2023. I fell into old tendencies and I just remember being like, none of this matters. Like everything is going to be totally fine. What am I stressing about? All that matters is I'm here with my family, with my baby girl, and we are having a good time. I just wanted to be present. And it's interesting because there were some words that I think are inappropriate made by some family members that were said. And I was able to hear and not let those words impact me throughout the day, which I will say just is a huge sign of growth because in the past it would have, I would have let it ruin my day. I would have had thoughts. I would have been like, oh my God, this is why are they doing this? It is happening to me. Uh, But I really was able to maintain the approach that it wasn't happening to me. It wasn't at me. Um, And even though I can't control what people say or what they do and how they show up, I can control how I think about it and how I want to show up. And it just reminds you that like, we are just not entitled to things ever going perfectly or the way that we think that they should go. Like just because it's, you know, my daughter's birthday and just because of this and that I'm like entitled to not have people say words that might offend. And we're not entitled to anything. I just think that this is such a good reminder of like, we are not entitled to everything going perfectly just because it's a day. Um, And I think that's when we end up suffering is when we're, we're entitled to something working a way that we think it should, and it doesn't. And then we feel terrible about it. Um, so it was a nice reminder of that. It's like, you're not entitled to it. I'm what I'm in control of is how I think about what's going on and how I want to continue to show up. And I, I would say throughout the party, I did a wonderful time Um, but then I've, I've had to do some processing after, and that's just, I'm being real. I'm being real with you because, you know, what, what we see often is people that are like, there's, they're not bothered by anything or things don't stress them out. And that's just not the case. Like I am a human being. I just love being able to use this work. So it doesn't put me out. And I'm just so grateful. And I am love coaching so much because I have this tool and I had a coaching call with a coach this morning. And it just like, it's crazy how when you're given the space to process and be seen and work through how it just gives you me at least so much more capacity to take on other things in my day. And I know in the past that would, I would have been just flat out. I think today I would have had an emotional hangover and I would have wanted to cancel everything and just be horizontal. And I'm not, I'm here with you. And that is the power of coaching. And I love it so much. So what I want to talk about today, it's like, I I've definitely want to do an episode of things that I've learned as a new mom. But when I was prepping for this particular episode, the thing that came coming up is how I have grown in my capacity. And I want to share a little backstory of how this came to be because five and a half years ago, six years ago, I would, yeah, like it was really six years ago where I wrote out a vision for my life. 
And it was after a conversation I had with Brian. I was like, where are you? Like, where do you want to be in five years? I was like, not thinking long-term in the future. I was thinking of what's right in front of me. And I was like, that is a great question. And I did some soul searching. I did work with a coach for the first time where I started doing visualization. And the vision I created for myself included a family. It included a business. It included having freedom and flexibility while making an impact and helping people. And I was like, yeah. This is what I want. Now, this didn't happen overnight. I had to work so intentionally to create this life that I'm currently living. And it was not linear. It was not linear. Because I think sometimes we set a vision, right? We're like, I set the vision and then we feel entitled. Again, we feel entitled that things are supposed to happen with that, with ease and, and effortlessness. And I think that's a part of it, but it also requires like getting in there and showing up when you don't want to show up for your life and doing the things today that are going to set you up for the future, right? It's being able to let go of the instant gratification, knowing that a better future is coming. And so I had some serious zigs and zags with that, some ups and downs. And I would say getting to where the vision has been completely realized and better than I could have ever imagined. It feels really good to be here. (laughs) It feels amazing. And it feels so good to say that too, because I I'm finally allowing myself to just be in it and to bask in it and just enjoy and not allow myself to go into the what ifs of all the creepy crawly thoughts that like to come in that try to bring me back to safety just in case something happens. And I'll say like Ellie's birthday and being here like last night, Brian and I recorded a video (laughs) just like sending her a message that she will watch one day of us celebrating her first birthday. And we sent her, we, we had some words that we wanted to share with her and just being there and reflecting on the importance of that as her parents and the life that we're creating together was just truly so, so special because it didn't just happen. I have worked so hard. I have worked so hard to create this life and part of it is externally, but a big part of it is internally. And I would say that the internal work has been the hardest work. Like I can go out and take action and make, make things like get things done. I can do that. But the internal work of reminding myself every single day that I am worthy and deserving of this life has been my biggest challenge. I have hit so many upper limits. Every new level I've gotten to, I have hit a new limit. I have hit a new limit. And that upper limit was a way of protecting me. It's a way of self-protection because it it's basically saying like, oh, this area of joy or fulfillment is uncomfortable because you haven't experienced it before. So be careful because something bad can happen. And I remember when I had the miscarriage, it was like my worst fear came true. I was like, oh my God, this is what I was so afraid of happening. And it happened. And after that, I had to pick up the pieces of not looking for the next bad thing to happen. So as I settled into this new capacity of having everything that I've ever wanted and desired, I have to get really, really, 
uncomfortable with the feelings of joy and positivity and love and connection that I've never experienced before. So even though it was something that I truly have always wanted and desired and craved so deeply, just because I wanted it and I desired it doesn't mean that it was natural and comfortable to me. So what happens is when you hit an upper limit and it feels unsafe to have access to all these amazing emotions, positive emotions, our brain is like, oh my God, something is going to go wrong. You need to be on high alert for that terrible thing. And so you don't have hundred percent access. And when we have those negative thoughts and there, a lot of them are scary and so intrusive. I think that's been the biggest aha of this like new version of myself is how intrusive these thoughts are and how they're just a form of self-protection and how they would come up. And when you're not doing this work and you're not aware and you're not managing your mind, what happens is we self-sabotage because our brain doesn't like how uncomfortable it is to feel good. And so what we do is we slingshot back oh, over to the land of the familiar, even if it's pretty miserable over there. And I really had this pattern, my level of self-sabotage. And I remember Brian calling me out one day and he's like, why are you looking for a problem? <laughs> and I did this with him a lot because I was like, there has to be something wrong. There has to be something wrong. Like this just can't be this good. And I remember he's like, why are you like, why are you trying to make a problem out of nothing? I was like, oh my God, I am self-sabotaging. I was hitting an upper limit. And so now we actually call each other out when we are, we, when we are upper limiting ourselves and we're like, well, what are, what are we blocking from coming in? And 10 out of 10 times it's joy. It's just like pure joy and love. And it's so nice to be able to recognize that and allow it to come in and make it feel familiar. The only way it's going to be familiar is if we allow ourselves to be in it. Now you're always going to go back and forth until it becomes just your new normal. And that's kind of where I've been at this past year is like in coach terms, we call it the river of misery, where we're like going back to old way of thinking and being, and then it just feels terrible. And we try to get back over to the other side of the bank and it feels really good, but also like very unfamiliar. And there's so much unknown over there. So we go back over and that's kind of been, I've been in the river of misery for the past year. And now that I'm at this point, I have been practicing feeling these emotions and expanding my capacity. So now when I have an upper limit and I might bounce back a little bit, my comeback is so much stronger because I'm aware of the pattern and I'm, I'm understanding that this is just how my brain, this is how all of our brains function. When we go to somewhere that's unfamiliar, our brain needs to go to something that's familiar because even if it's something we want, it's uncomfortable because it doesn't know what it's like to be over there just because it's new. And for me, all of this is new. <laughs> I've never had any of this before. And I also have had tons of experiences in my childhood that it didn't, it wasn't safe. It wasn't safe to have access to this. So I have had to override my evolution and my primitive brain so that I can truly enjoy this one life that I have been given that I've worked so hard to create. You know, this life is not handed to me. I had to create it. I had to create it. And I'm sharing this with you because I don't have anything that you don't have. You just have to have the willingness to 
go inside, do that inner work so that you can grow your capacity and create the life that you truly want to create. And I think that's why this place feels so good is because I know how hard I've worked both externally and internally to get to this place. And being a human, living this human experience, breaking free of generations of trauma, so much emotional garbage that has been handed down to me and my sister. And what I'm setting out to do is create a better emotional life for myself and my family and anyone that wants to come and hang out with me, my clients, my friends, like I am just on a mission to create a much more sustained emotional life. Because when we do that, when we can really honor our emotional world, it shows in our physical world. But by not honoring what we're experiencing in our body, it cannot manifest. We cannot create the life that we want to create without that peace. So I am celebrating Ellie's first year on earth, her first trip around the sun. And I'm also celebrating my new capacity as a mom, as a business owner, as a wife, as a friend, as a daughter, I get to celebrate that. And it feels incredible. And as soon as I say it feels incredible, I also feel really uncomfortable and it feels a little bit strange. But what I found is through my work, the more I hang out over here, the more I like it, it gets better and better. It becomes more familiar. And I remember getting off a coaching call and the question was like, so it was something about like, how do you grow your capacity? Like, so like, and when I really thought about that answer, it's like the capacity is within us. The capacity is within me. The capacity is within you. You just have to create the space to uncover it and to let it grow and expand. So it's truly about the having of the thing. Cause we can go out and get it, but if it's coming from a place of lack, a place of scarcity, a place of fear, a place of doubt, we're not going to be able to maintain it and we won't be able to sustain. So I've really found that with motherhood in particular, and it's, you know, same thing with running a business, but it, it doesn't get easier because the nature of motherhood changes as our children grow. Same thing with running a business. The nature of having a business doesn't get easier because the business is always growing as long as you're working on it, right? The reason why it gets quote unquote easier or our capacity for it grows is because of the persistence, because of the showing up, right? We grow in our knowledge and we take that knowledge and we start to embody it. And then our power as a mom, as a business owner, right? It increases. I think about this a lot with when I work out because I don't have to ever negotiate. Like I just do it. Like, it's not even like, I have to be like, Oh, am I going to go? Am I not going to go? I'm always just like, if I have, if it's on my schedule, I'm going to do it. If, if I don't have time, like if it doesn't work with Brian's schedule and then an opportunity comes up, I'm just going to do it. Like there's just, it's a non-negotiable. It's just who I am. And it's because I've grown in my capacity to working out. It's just me, even on the days I'm like, it's gonna be hard. I'm still like, it doesn't matter if it's going to be hard. I'm still going to do it. And that's how we grow our capacity. So when we 
look at where we're currently at. And I think this just goes hand in hand with like motherhood and running a business. And I, and if neither of those things resonate with you, I want you to think of something in your life that you want to grow your capacity for, but especially with uh, a newborn and it's in and, and a baby, it's so easy to fall into the mindset trap of, Oh, I just got to get through this. We just got to get through this part and getting through the, what we think is the hard part it like wishing that it went by faster doesn't grow our capacity. It doesn't grow our capacity. The only way that we're going to grow our capacity and get better at these things is by being in it. And that's how I feel about running a business too, especially working with new coaches. They're like, Oh, I just want to get to the end. I'm like, this is where the magic happens. Like where you grow your capacity. You can't just jump, skip, hop to the end. I mean, you could, but you're going to miss out on all of the knowledge, all of the wisdom, all of the lessons that you get along the way, because that is the stuff that expands your capacity. You know, when we, like, I, I hear <clears throat> entrepreneurs talk about this a lot, how they like miss the beginning days. It, and probably during that time, they wanted to wish those days away. And it's the same thing with our, our babies. It's like, oh, like, it's just so hard. And sometimes we like want to wish those days away because we think it's going to get easier if we get to when they're older. But when we get to when they're older, we're just faced with totally new challenges. I mean, I'm thinking about that as Ellie is starting to crawl and like, she's going to be walking real soon. I'm like, take your time, girl, take your time. But it's a whole, I have a whole different level that I have to grow into now because she's on the move and I can't just like put her in her chair and like do things. Like I have to be fully present and with her when I'm with her. And we can't just wish those, those moments away. We have to learn to grow and adapt and be flexible. And that is how we grow our capacity. So I know it's easy to fall into the trap that like, once I'm doing this longer, then it's going to get easier. It doesn't. What makes it easier and makes us better, right, is because we grow our capacity. We become more capable. That's what makes it easier is because we grow our capability in running our business. We grow our capability of be, being a mom, whatever that thing that you are working on that you want to expand in your capacity, it gets easier because we are in it. We are persistent. We are doing it over and over and over and over. Now, I think about this when we are talking about having another babe and that's a different capacity, but I already have the skill set from baby number one. Yes. Bringing in another little human, taking care of um, a toddler, right? Like that. I'm, I'm not pregnant by the way, just planning ahead, right? Um, that capacity of taking care of a new, a newborn baby is already there. I have the skills. I know how to do it. Even if I've forgotten some things because your brain can only hold on so much, I'm sure when it comes back up, I'll be like, oh, I've done this before. Now I'm taking care of a toddler at that same time is going to be a different capacity that I'm growing. And that's just how this works is growing our capacity. Now, what I'm finding is to avoid the self-sabotage, to avoid, you know, hitting that upper limit and coming back down is we have to spend time here. We have to just spend time being in the goodness of the life that we are creating, I think that we often get to the level that we want like, okay, what's next. That's why, you know, talking about having another babe, like, it's not like, okay, we need to do it right away. Like I want to stay and live in this capacity for a little bit longer so that when we invite in a new circumstance, that brain doesn't freak out and want to go back to old habits. Like I really want to spend 
time here. I want to spend time just being in this new capacity. So when I'm starting to level up in my business and my life, I have this, this level of having this life. It's just a part of me. It's just who I am. I'm very comfortable with this new capacity. And right when I get to that place, it's time to move on to the next level. You know, I think like that question of asking, how do I build a capacity? It's like, you just take one foot in front of another, you keep showing up, you keep showing up. And then you allow yourself to feel the emotions that are coming up as you show up, as you take action. So some of the things that I want you to think about as you're growing your capacity is really checking in with what you're doing that's in alignment with what you want. Because are you showing up, taking action towards the thing that you want, or are you falling back into old habits and patterns? And just be super curious with yourself. Don't judge yourself. Just even the awareness of it will help you get into alignment to help grow your capacity. And another thing that can be really helpful is noticing when you fall back into old patterns, like what upper limit are you coming up against? Like what thing are you blocking? What positive emotion are you blocking from coming in? And just start to notice that pattern because once you notice it, you can't unsee it and you can allow yourself to just sit. And what I do is when I come up against an upper limit, I ask myself, what positive emotion is trying to come through? Is it joy? Is it love? Is it connection? And I just allow myself to be really present and understand like, oh, I'm trying to distract myself because of positive emotions coming through. Let's just stop the distraction so I can feel it. And each time I do that, my capacity, it grows more, more, and more. So some of the things that have helped me, the first thing is not trying to do it all not trying to do it all and knowing when to ask for help. I think those two things have helped me grow my capacity um, exponentially because when I stopped putting all this pressure on myself, I was able to see the areas where I needed to work on and where I needed to grow and being really compassionate to myself during that time helped me grow my capacity in that area. The other thing that made a huge difference is my support system. I don't think I would be where I'm at without the support. So there's some key players in my life that I'll have to shout out, whether they listen to the podcast or not, that have made a huge difference in me growing my capacity. I will say the first person is my husband, B. King. Wow. This man. I mean, he supports me and loves me in a way that I didn't know was possible. And that was where I hit a lot of my first upper limits was like, it was too, too good to be true was the thought. And I would try to find things wrong (laughs) all the time. I don't do that anymore, but in the beginning, and you know, he is just there and he's cheering me on and he believes in me every step of the way, becoming a mom, running a business. He is so supportive and that makes everything so much easier. I mean, he believes in me so much that even during one of his like busiest weeks with work and training, he was like, yes, you need to go to Mexico. You need to go to this business mastermind. I got it. Like he was like all for taking care of Ellie. So I could go do the thing. And it wouldn't have been possible without him even to create the, like, so I, I didn't have any 
pressure of debt on my credit card, like being able to use our savings to pay for the mastermind. And then I paid that back. It was just like the, the level of support, the, like, I just, it feels in like, I, it feels like a warm hug like all the time from him. And it's funny because after Ellie was born, there was one day, like I think it was week one postpartum, just all up in my feels, just emotions, hormones all over the place. And he was going for a run and getting a beer and a burger after. And I didn't say anything. He went and I just stewed the whole two hours. He was gone. I was so annoyed. I was Googling how to not hate your husband after after baby. It was so, I was throwing myself big pity party. I was the victim. It was just like, also a lot of grace because I just had a baby. Anyway, he comes home. He can tell right away. And he asked me, he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, and then I just like unload. And he was like, okay. He's like, I totally understand why it's like, let me know whatever you need. And ever since that conversation, we just tell each other, like, we don't have we don't have expectations that we don't voice or needs. We always share them with each other. And we even set aside a time each week when we go on a walk and just talk about what we need personally, professionally, how we can support each other. And I like that simple thing, that simple ritual has made the hugest difference. Like we are such a team and we've never, I've never felt more connected to him in my life. You know, there's, we, there's just like funny moments, you know, as you have a baby and you bring in this third party, you just learn different things about each other. And I found that like the communication and over-communicating is just the key, because if we are all up in our shit, it's not on the other person, it's on ourselves, And it's our responsibility to work through our shit so that we can ask for the support that we need from each other. Oh, this man. But the, the other day, also I have to give him a big shout out because he just ran and 100K, 62 miles um, over a mountain this past week. And I'm so proud of him. He was so committed to this goal, probably the hardest year to choose to make this goal happen, having a baby and lack of sleep and routine and all of that. And he still figured it out. And the thing that I'm so like the other thing about that whole, the past year of him training, he always made sure my workouts came first. Like when he was like, Hey, I'm doing a two hour run. When do you want to work out? Like he was always thinking about me and my needs, which like, come, like, I am just, I am so grateful. And I tell myself every morning when I'm feeling not deserving of it, because I've had, I've done so much work around being deserving of love and my lovability that like I, that is another area where I've grown my capacity so much is that I am deserving of the love and the support that I receive from Brian. So shout out to that wonderful man. The other key players, my sister, she is always been my role model and my go-to and she just done did such a good job of normalizing all the new mom feels and like holding space for me when I was all in my emotions and questioning myself. And she always was there whenever I need it. Uh, my mom also incredibly helpful. She comes over on the weekends and sleeps at the house. So Brian and I can go on date night, which has been so helpful. Um, our nanny Evie, like to find someone in your life that will take care of your baby and love on your baby. And also like, no, just, she just knows, she just knows how to take care of our baby and knows how to take care of us. And her support has been 
exponential. Uh, my coach, Stacy Bayman, she became a mom a couple months after I did. And that's just like, she normalized so much of the challenges that I was experiencing of being a new mom and a business owner and listening to her go through it, normalize it. And then also how she approaches her business differently has also been a game changer and it has truly changed my life. It has changed my life, the way that she approaches it and the way that she coaches around it. It has helped me so much anchor in doing what I'm doing and feeling so proud of it. And then also being in her container, there are so many mamas that are doing this work that are running their business. They are moms. They have one kid, two kids, three kids, four, and it is just so expansive. And without that, I would be so easy to just to, to give it all up, but to see women doing it and at the level that they're doing it has been a huge expander and has also helped me grow my capacity. Um, and then got to shout out my girl, Erin. She has been my support sister since before baby was born and helping me build an infrastructure that supports me running a business while being a mom and living this life. And without her just helping me get simplified and help me implement so many of the ideas that I have has also helped me grow my capacity as a mom and as a business owner. And then the last people are my friends, my support system. They're always checking in, seeing how I'm doing. My best friend, Molly, she is like, you know, she's like the type of forever friend where we don't have to talk every single day, but when we do, it's so meaningful. And there's always this like level of like, how are you doing? Like, you know, you could just always be so real with each other. So we think that there's just something to be said about the way that you grow your capacity is not alone. <laughs> you can't do it alone. You cannot do it alone because if you do it alone, you just want to go into comfort and safety. And we just, we can't grow in comfort and safety. We grow by going and doing one foot in front of the other and asking for help along the way. So Benjamin. <laughs> All right, Benji's in here as I'm recording this episode, if you can hear him. Yes, Benji. Oh, are you upset? I didn't shout you out. Oh, I'm sorry, Benjamin. Also, Benji, I love you, bud. You know, you, you, you've, um, you've really helped me grow my capacity of having a toddler dog and a newborn baby. <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I just really wanted to share. This is what was on my heart when I was planning this episode of growing my capacity to live this life that I'm living. And I really want to inspire you to do the same, whatever that life is that you are creating in order to have it long-term, not just for a moment in time, you have to continue to grow your capacity and build the skill set to be here. And not when you get here, jump to the next level, but to just enjoy it, to settle in. Because once you settle into this new space, then you have the skill set to move you on to the next level. All right, my friend, that is what I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I appreciate you so much for taking the time to listen. I love having you be a part of my community. I hope you know that you can enjoy these episodes a day before they, they go live on, um, in my Facebook group. So if you're not a part of the Facebook group, make sure you join us in there. I'm definitely going to be starting to rev up more, uh, content in there, more things about the podcast. We can make it more interactive and fun because fun is one of my core values. So yeah, I hope that you enjoy this episode. 
Until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time. Bye.